live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, we just we just do drills and stuff, you know. Uh, we emphasize this week, um, obviously chopping it and then trying to get your eyes to his thighs and stuff. So it's just one thing, you know. I mean, everybody works on it, but this week we specifically set time aside uh, to make sure we're working on how to defeat a uh, stiff arm. Eyes to the thighs. What was the other one he said? Populate population something. Probably uh, in terms of tackling. Yeah, I forget how he said it, but he said it in one of the clips that we listened to earlier, and I was like, oh, that could go good on a shirt. (laughs) How much are you going to eat in today's show? So let me just start Every break we come back, you're still eating. I'm always eating. I got snacks. Snacks for days. If I could get endorsed by one company, marketing, hope you're listening, advertising, hope you're listening. These Belvita breakfast sandwiches, I've probably gone now 30 straight shows with having these in between the break. How much are and they out of the vending machine? They, they would be 80. It's a deal. Uh, is it 65 cents? 65. 65 an absolute cents. steal. And I feel like they're losing money every time I, I get one of those. Because they're what, they get so like four good. crackers in there, right? Cookies, crackers? They're, they're not crackers. They're, they're cookies a little more respect. They're breakfast cookies. Um, and I always go with the blueberry. And, and listen, whoever is running the vending machines is doing their homework. They 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 want to be the best in the vending machine game because for a while they mixed the blueberry with the chocolate and the cinnamon. And let's be honest, when the blueberry was gone, nobody gave a crap about the chocolate anymore because the chocolate, eh, cinnamon, eh. Ain't no blueberry, though. Well, somebody saw that and said, you know what? Let's have our own roll of blueberry right now because Austin Lane really likes those. And now I have my own roll of blueberry that gets me through every single week. That's what we call market research. That's what we call market (laughs) research. So, hey, Belvita, I mean, let's go. Cut the check. I I don't know if I've seen any other than uh, blueberry. You know, they serve those on planes. Well, I haven't been on a plane now in a while, but they did. Yeah. I don't. I forget what airline, but I remember having them on good. one of the airlines, and they are pretty good. But I, it, do they have a but like do they have like cinnamon and sugar? Yeah, the the cinnamon, there's chocolate, and there's blueberry, as far as I know. All right. And I'm and I'm a blueberry junkie. I think Kuz agrees with me. Kuz, you blueberry is yeah. so much better. It's it's just ugh, blueberries so make you smarter. Do they really? Suppose that what a teacher told you one time or something. It's food for the brain. Yeah, I think. Kind of like carrots make your eyesight better. Carrots and eyesight. Well, I don't I eat do, enough of them. I, I have the best like, eyesight of all time, and I've never ate a carrot. I don't want to discredit that, but I have a blueberry smoothie every day, and I still can't spell. So. Mm. Well, I think it keeps you sharp. It doesn't necessarily make you smarter <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not necessarily going to give you 1,600 oh, yeah? on the SATs, oh, okay. man. But it keeps you sharp? I guess. Tell us more, Joe Rogan. What else you got for us? I don't know. <laughs> bringing, bringing this body hack into the table. What else you got? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really hope Luton is good, who hasn't changed his Twitter handle. Uh, but sure as heck wants us to tra- cha- uh, change our camera angle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the new angles, but for the love of Mary and everything that is holy, can you at least get Austin in focus? I'm going to have to keep sending this tweet until it's fixed. Yeah, man. Well, here's the well, problem. But, but we think who's it. changed the camera angle, one, probably because Austin threatened him for some reason. No, he's got OCD, but it, and it two, is. We all, we all have a... Clues we think might have an endorsement for ViewSonic. That's the name of the oh, monitor. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. I'm he's, looking at the, he's working on something probably for his gaming I'm podcast. At, I'm looking at the angle right now. We're going to go ahead and take 
Rasheen Mathis, and Mike Peterson over that. Yeah, you actually have a whole area. You could put some cool cards there and show them off. I should actually sell that space and like get an endorsement. You could. Whatever. Now you guys are finally two years into this. You're really catching on. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's not my job, but whatever. Um, that's, that's your job, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, apparently it is, probably. <laughs> By the way, apparently it is. Uh, That's been the. But yeah. anyway, what is. So, Coos thinks we're trying to solve the problem, but Coos thinks it's focusing in on the camera's focusing in on the microphone. Yeah. Well, well you, I, you know how I work. I, I got to have the. I got to have the arm. I can't do what you do. Yeah. See, I would. I would. I'm salivating at the fact that I want to take that it's mic not. arm away so bad. I'm, I'm going to be honest right now. <laughs> you take my mic arm away, I take your arm away. Your I'm not, real look, arm. Because I can do it that. Is, it is your spot. I'm not going to change it. I'm just saying if that arm wasn't there, things would be a lot easier. And I'm just saying if your arm wasn't where attached to your shoulder socket, who knows what would happen. So you, you can do that if you want. Good luck to you, sir. I'm just saying there's going to be consequences and repercussions if you take my mic arm away. Coos I need might have said in the break, I can't believe it's not focusing on your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. That's funny. That's funny. I'm not even mad at that one. I also think it's the camera <laughs> quality that's different. Well, can we, I, I mean, listen, I understand we're in a pandemic and times are tough right now. Can I mean, can we get the same cameras? I, mm, Dude, we can't even get a TV in here. We've been doing this for two years. It's a dang I mean, good point. Can the can we? Here's the answer to the can we? No. No, we can't. So we've got to make do with what we got. ESPN 690, just trying to make it. Uh, I just don't, that's, that's, that's a T-shirt right there. I don't get how you do what you do, though, man. Like, props to you putting the team on your back because I've sat in that chair, I think, for a week, was it, when you were... Someplace yeah, like else, and I sat in your chair because it was the camera. Um, <laughs> so I sat in your chair, and I had to use that microphone. And man, you want to talk about just like the stress? Like you can't relax in that seat. Like it's like you're. I'm not a relaxing kind of guy. I guess so. Like you, you, it's wound so tight because you got to lean over, and all of a sudden your back's out of whack. Like me here, it is with, different. With, like, with but this you get used arm, to it. I'm going Howard Stern, man. I can sit like yeah, I can sit however I want to sit. True. That's, what that's why it gets unfocused. Yeah. Well, and that's why I'm Very trying to get like a lot of movement. Because it's set to autofocus, so it's just focusing on whatever's the closest. Okay. Thing. Well, then set it to focus on me next time. I, I don't know what to I, tell you, well, man. I don't know I, if I, a, a Logitech camera like that. Hey, you know what? I'm human. I'm gonna move. <laughs> I know. All right? To expect I me to sit here for a three-hour show and not move at all? What are we talking <laughs> about here? Man, a seatbelt. What I'm are we explaining about? to what's the uh, what's the Twitter handle name? Uh, oh, whoever it way, was, I'm explaining really that's why this good. is happening. Hey, Which, by, by the way, way, that ship has sailed, buddy. Yeah. And I, by the way, when you started the conversation <laughs> with, I really hope Luton's good, I didn't know that that was the guy's name. So you said that. I'm like, what? what, is, uh, what is, this wasn't in the email. What are you talking about? Uh, hey, real quick, uh, before we get to the wall that says it all. Yeah, I can't wait. The Do you like the recycled coach? The experience that Schefter was talking about, Marvin Lewis type uh you know, like you said, I mean, Ron Rivera. You liked Ron Rivera, so I loved Ron Rivera. Uh, yeah. And or do you like? See, I've always been more of a fresh, new blood guy. See, I liked Ron Rivera because I knew what he brought to the table in terms of culture. I don't dislike Marvin Lewis, but I think in terms of influence, in terms of starting from scratch, I think Ron Rivera does a better job than Mar Marvin Lewis does. Okay, because I, I remember some of those Marvin Lewis teams. Um, they were talented. But like as far as discipline, like I felt like they had a couple guys on that yeah, team that were, you know, perfect. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's that's what it is. The perfect. perfect. It, it ruined the whole thing. It was a poster child for like bad yeah. guy in the NFL. But now I will be honest in terms of because like he is an older guy, right? But you want to talk about relating to the players? I've had 
<laughs> I probably shouldn't be telling this. But I've had one conversation with Marvin Lewis. I've had one interaction with Marvin Lewis in my entire uh, career professionally, whether it was playing football or in my radio career. And that was Bourbon Street. I think it was 2011 or 2012 for the Super Bowl weekend. And I'm standing in Bourbon Street with some of my friends. And some guy just goes, what's up, Austin? And I turn around. I'm like, oh, it's Marvin Lewis. I'm like, I've never, like, I don't know like who this is. Like, I mean, I know him, obviously. But, like, how do you know me? And we played the Bengals before, so maybe scouting reports. But literally, like, and to be honest, he was having fun. All right? <laughs> yeah. All right? Bourbon Street. I mean, let's be honest, Brent. You don't go to Bourbon Street and not have fun. That's right? cool. No, so, that's hard to so do. So Marvin Lewis is having fun. He's like, what's up, Austin? I'm like, hey, coach, what's going on, man? And, like, we had us, you know, talking about Bourbon Street, what, what bars written up, anything like that. And then we went our separate ways. And I remember, That is wild. I remember leaving that conversation, turning to my friend. I'm like, hey, who knew that Marvin Lewis was so cool? Because, yeah. like, yeah. I had these preconceived notions, like, you know, he's kind of a hard ass yeah. and he's kind of, like, no nonsense. And that one night in Bourbon Street, well, he seemed pretty cool. Those go away when you have a few fun. <laughs> yeah, when you have a couple of hurricanes. Marvin Lewis, all-world good guy to say. Yeah. I guess here's my stigma with the recycled coach. I probably had a little bit of this problem with Rivera. Yeah. We talked about it at the top of the show. You know, this organization doesn't have an identity. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. And Shad Khan has to give it an identity, and he's kind of a visionary guy, right? I mean, he's trying to develop uh, downtown. He's trying to, you know, leap into the future a little bit with, with this franchise. I mean, that's the way I envision Shad Khan. Now, maybe he doesn't think that way from a business standpoint. That's kind of the what I've been waiting for, hoping for, all those kind of things. Yeah. And in some respects, you see it, and, and then others, obviously, because of the track record on the field, but it's hard to do that and say that. So I just feel like finding the next best thing mm-hmm. seems a little bit more Jacksonville. We're the we're one of the fastest growing cities, you know? Yeah. So give me the identity of where we're at right now and it doesn't necessarily mean going back to the way it was in 2095 and 2005 and that's where I feel like in hindsight the mistake of Coughlin was. It yeah. was almost like you went backwards and i understood the sense of it and obviously in 17 it worked out and it looked like it was treading in the right direction and you wanted to win right now and you needed something and and it kind of worked initially it did work initially but in retrospect it really was a backward move like it it set things back and now that that we're here in 2020 it did set things back one way shape or another i'm not blaming just coughlin but just that old school approach i mean it didn't work and so now every time i feel like an old school guy marvin lewis although even though he had a perfect and was a was okay with some of those personalities i have a hard time thinking okay do these old guys going to relate to the new player are they going to bring us to the next wave are we going to be ahead of the curve you know as we dissect this thing how do you fix the jags being bold and being ahead of the curve is part of the recipe, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you look at other franchises, what they've done. I have a hard time being bold. Being ahead of the curve means going backwards to a coach that stayed in one place for 17 years and never won a playoff game, even though if you really look at his record, he did a pretty nice job there. Listen, in my opinion, you get Marvin Lewis, and it's the ultimate play, play it safe kind of card, right? You play it safe. You know what you're getting. Um, I'm sure you make a couple playoff appearances. Now, what you do in those playoffs, who knows? But that's playing it safe. The other thing you can do is think outside the box, and you can go over that boomer bust type of person. Now, that, yes, there's a lot more risk that way, but let's be honest, Brent. Like, are we for an organization right now that wants to play it safe and go with the status quo? 
or are you with an organization that wants to go out of their way and at least swing for the fence and say, you know what? Yeah, we've been in the dumps the past decade, but at least we're trying. At least we're trying new things, thinking outside the box. I, I prefer the latter. By the way, I can see the person that says, hey, we got to learn to walk before we run. Sure. And I do think the guys like Marvin Lewis, the guys like Ron Rivera, whatever, will help you walk before you run. And, and what I mean well, by you that have to is walk with this young team. Well, not uh, what I mean by this franchise, though. Uh-huh. This franchise needs to learn how to win before you can talk about winning big. Mm-hmm. And one, I mean, forget about winning big right now. How about win nine games a year for three or four years in a row, like eight, nine, ten, something like that, instead of three, five, four. You know, that's significant. Like, so I un- I would understand that kind of move. I would also just question. And I did this again. I did this with Dan Mullen in the college level. I I do it now, you know, whether it's Mike Norvell or whatever. Yeah, do I think they can win, but can they win big? So if you go get me one of those guys that hasn't proven he can win big, Mm -hmm. I will probably question whether, okay, that guy probably help you win a little bit, steady the ship, Mm -hmm. maybe change the dynamic, the culture, all those things. But I'm going to question whether that guy can take you to the promised land, which is the ultimate goal. But I understand you've got to steady this thing somewhere. You've got to at least change it. Change the tone, the narrative, the losing yeah. seasons. And so maybe the old recycled, not old, but the recycled coach, if you will, the second, even third opportunity, whatever that might be, maybe that does help you do a little bit of that. Or do you go get a Robert Sala who might turn into Bill Belichick and you're taking the risk on that? Or are you going to get the hot shot offensive coordinator to work with Justin Fields or whoever you draft because they might be the next McVay, perhaps, or now Stefanski, who looks like he's working out? I, again, I'd rather if they hire that guy, I'm more excited about that guy. Yeah. But I kind of understand about steadying the ship, especially here in Jacksonville, because the ship has been way off course, man. You know what? As I kind of go back and forth, you know, and I talk about I want an offensive minded guy or a defensive minded guy like Marvin Lewis. I can't help but gravitate towards the offensive-minded guy because, like, the more I think about this, like, okay, so if Marvin Lewis was to come in, right, obviously he tears it down, um, he starts shaping it in his own image of what he wants, um, you got a quarterback here, yada, yada, yada. Sure, Marvin Lewis can maybe take this team to the playoffs, and that would be exciting, that would be new, that would be refreshing. But, like, with Marvin Lewis, he's only going to be as good as the quarterback that he has, right? And the point that I'm trying to make here is that, Sometimes the best coaches in the league, they don't go to the Super Bowl. Sometimes the best coaches in the league don't even go that far in the playoffs. But usually, if you have a decent quarterback to a a, a great quarterback, you're going to go places. Now, there's an outlier every once in a while, like a Nick Foles. Um, one could argue, like, uh, I mean, maybe Joe Flacco. But even at the time, Joe Flacco was one of the best quarterbacks in the league at the time when it was the Super Bowl. Like, if you have that quarterback, that's everything. And the more we have these conversations and I think of, well, obviously you're going to draft a quarterback in the first round. What coach gives the quarterback the best chance to succeed? And I get it. Offensive coordinators are a thing, too. But I'm talking about head coaches. Because I look around the league right now, and a lot of head coaches have a lot of influence on the quarterback. Andy Reid, Sean McVay, Sean Payton. Three examples right there. The more I think about it, the more I want to go on the offensive side of the ball because, you know what, it may not be the best option in terms of coaching, but at least he can try to get the best version of the quarterback that they draft. Yeah, I, I listen, I'm all for it. If that's the way they go, if they were to go offensive coordinator, you know, I'm, I'm on. I'm yeah. on. I'm with you. This uh, is coming from a defensive-minded guy, no, by the I way, get too. It. Yeah, listen, yeah. I get it. I, I would be – it would be the – 
I'd be most excited about that. Mm-hmm. Take a swing. Yeah. You know, but I, I also, there is something to the fact that this thing has been way off course, man. I mean, holy cats. And, and Marvin Lewis, you talk about an organization that's been way out of whack. But when Marvin Lewis was there, and again, I'm using Marvin Lewis. I don't mean necessarily him. It could be another example of a Marvin Lewis. But yeah. if you look what he did in Cincinnati, he steadied that thing. Like you knew what you were getting. You were getting hard-nosed football. You were getting a team that was going to be competitive in the division and a, compete for the playoffs every year. Mm-hmm. And that was about it, though. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you get a little unsatisfied with that because you're like, well, is this all we're going to be with Marvin Lewis? And the answer to that was yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't just Marvin Lewis, but the answer to that was yes. He had plenty of time to try to change that narrative and didn't. But I again, if I'm the owner, I'm like, well, before we think about competing for the Super Bowl every year, shouldn't we com- think about competing even in our own division yeah. and not in our basement every year? Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I I can't dismiss that train of thought, you know, that line of thinking. I, I think um, – I don't know if it's wrong, even though I don't think it's kind of the sexy way to go. No, I hear you. you know? yeah. and, and again, I, I feel this – whatever it is, I keep coming back to this word identity, and I know we've said it over and over and we talk about it, but I think it's – hey, we're all trying to figure this thing out. They haven't been able to figure it out, so we're trying to figure it out too. And I do feel like identity comes to mind. Like, what are you? And if you go around to places, you can figure out what they are, what they're trying to be. With You can't do that here. And again, I think it's a big knock of Doug Marone's time over the last couple of years, especially uh, that I don't know what he is exactly. I really don't. I think Doug's done a lot of good things, uh, but I can't sit here and tell you, man, Doug, he tried to do this, this and this. Yeah. I can tell you, I know what Tom Coughlin came in here and tried to do. It's the only time in, in Shad Khan's ownership that I know what they were trying to do. And it was run that dang football and play physical football and Play good defense. Yeah. And that was it. And was that too old school of an approach? Did you not have all the pieces in place? Did you not uh, do a good job of keeping the pieces in place that you did? Absolutely. But I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that is important uh, to some degree to uh, know what it is or what it should be. Um, and I just hope that's what they find. Yeah. You know, again, if because what you said, let's just uh, we'll throw Joe Brady's name out there, all right? But if you brought Joe Brody in with Justin Fields, you know what this franchise is. They're all about they're they're going to try to score. Yes. Right. Yep. They're, they're, it's not like they don't care about defense. Not mm-hmm. like they don't want to be physical. Mm-hmm. Like, no. But they want to score. Yeah. They have mo- they are bringing modernized football, offensive football to Jacksonville. And then I can say, bam, that's what they're doing. Now we'll grade them on if they can do it or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if they have the right pieces or not. But that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I go all the way back to Gus, and I think a big mistake Gus made is you bring in a guy that came from Seattle that was known for defense, and he's a defensive guy. And what did they try to do for two years? They tried to show us offense. He should have picked his defense right away mm-hmm. because you're a defensive guy. And, yeah, eventually the defense became, you know, good players and a pretty good defense. But if I'm a defensive guy, I want to showcase pretty Right on the money that I'm a defensive guy. And I think they attack their offense with a defensive-minded coach, Mm -hmm. which is weird, Mm -hmm. right? So if they go get Salah, you better improve that defense. That doesn't mean you can't be good on offense, Mm -hmm. but you better be good on defense. And uh, same goes for the offense thing. Uh, I'll know who you are if if you go get me a young gun offensive coordinator. Whether he's good or not, I'll I'll at least know that's what you're trying to do. Uh, Kuz, we're going to do the wall that says it all in the next break. But we'll at least showcase uh, what it looks to, like to have a bowl cut. Yep. 
uh, here for maybe Austin to break show, down as we head show to history break. right now. I mean, I mean, you, I want you to break it down because I don't know I much know about the thought it. process. I don't even remember getting my haircut <laughs> as a kid. I can't do this. Okay. So I've been looking at this right now. Brent, we have yourself and your two sisters. They are. Okay. Um, and Santa. And, and Santa Claus. Yes, I, I forgot Santa Claus. Sorry, Santa. And uh, Brent seems to be into the picture, right? Um, Christmas time is right around the corner. I'm not sure what you asked for. I'm sure it was like a Logitech microphone or something because you've always been about, you know, like most kids are asking for, I don't know, Caney The, the video game I was playing was Odyssey. Odyssey, maybe you're asking for Odyssey, but like most kids asking for a Candyland thing or a football or a baseball, and Brent's asking for a new microphone he can put in his room and record things off the TV because he's about the business. But if you look at Brent's hair, and like I've said before, I mean, some people use like a chili bowl to get that bowl cut. Brent is using a popcorn bowl, a salad bowl. You know what? It's not even a bowl cut. It's And I mean this with all due respect, okay? With all due respect, you put a trash bucket over your head, a wastebasket, and you and you told the barber at cost cutters or what, Fantastic Sam's, whatever they got you know in Rhode what? Island. Fantastic Sam's was it? That was Shout it. Shout out to Fantastic that Sam's. That was Fantastic or, Sam's. Or maybe with that haircut, because it doesn't look that even. Maybe you went to, I don't, maybe you went to like Walmart. Maybe and my they, mom cut it. Maybe you went to Walmart. Maybe you went to TJ Maxx and they had some kind of haircutting thing in the back that was kind of sketchy. Like, hey, can, can my son get a haircut? And you got one. And... I can't believe you can see through that. Um, you, you look like Cousin It from the Adams Family. <laughs> but it's great, man. Even it's, my it's, sister, it's Erica, look at, look at, she's in the middle. She's like, what What kind of haircut is that? Exactly. Like <laughs> Right now, she's like, are we really taking a picture to document Brent's haircut? That's exactly what she's thinking right now. Your other sister is playing along. She's like, you can't help the kid, right? Like, I understand he is who he is. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Tough life. But it must be a younger sister in the middle here, right? Yeah. The one in the middle knows what's going on. Her, her her senses at her all-time high, she's like, this is going to come back to bite Brent Martin on the butt one day, because one day he's going to have his own radio show, maybe a sports talk show, and we're going to be talking about it, and here we are today. So she was here right. Here we are. Yeah. And you got to check out the video feeds for this, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, by the way, I just Could feel like I have, to, I have to mention that uh, this was pre-COVID, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. Hey, really could you hear? I feel like you have to do a disclaimer these days. Could you I can't the- believe you showed a picture of sitting on Santa's lap. <laughs> could you could you hear with that? Cause like, Not he, my mom he, very well. You didn't, didn't need earmuffs, so, at least. So, so, never so, oh, so like the Martin was learning sign language now because poor Brent can't hear with that hair covering his ears? Unbelievable. I'm impressed how big I am in that picture. I mean, i got to be like, I, well, I'm well, going to be well, like 7. 13? No, I'm like 7. 12 years old. My sister, how old do you think my sister, like the little one is? Maybe uh, like 3? I'd, I'd put it at a, probably like a 4, 4 or 5. You don't think that much? Maybe. I mean, I think like how old Ronan I'd probably put her at four. Four? All four. right, then I'm seven. Seven, okay. Okay. We're three three years apart, so okay. there you go. <laughs> the I wall mean, that says it all in the bowl cut. It, could you fade it a little bit? Just one one false swoop. It's like he well, went in with a picture. Machete? It's like he went in with a picture of Toad from Mario Party, you know, like the one with the... <laughs> <laughs> and the barber was like, say no more. The funny thing is, I thought I had this when I was, like, a little, little kid. Yeah. I didn't realize I still had that thing when I was seven. Like, did your mom, like, take a picture of a box jellyfish and take it in? It's like, hey, <laughs> this is what we want on his head. This is what we want. Copy this. This is what we need, all right? We're, we're a box jellyfish hair kind of family. Put it on him. 
We'll be back with the real wall that says it all. I think we're done for the day. <laughs> when we come back on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. And Tony Khan clap back. There you go, Coos. There's, there's a clap back for you. Clapped. So, it's a, just it's clapped. a gamer thing. Eric Clapton. Okay. Yeah. That, that'd be a good oh, gamer name. Oh, I'm using that tonight. Gamer name. Check your boy, Eric, Eric Clapton. Clapton. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Brent Martineau. Yeah. You guys it's just sad. had a moment. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We know this guy. We know this guy's going to get the football a lot, and he's coming downhill. So um, definitely got to execute, stay in our gaps. Being just gap disciplined in the run game, that's a big thing for us to definitely knock out this run. And uh, we know he's getting the ball, so it's really just man on man, trying to match up and do our job on Sunday. Press the wrong button. What you got? got? Going? Who is that? <laughs> I don't know, man. Press. It's, it's a cornerback, right? C.J. Anderson? Secondary. C.J. Anderson's on IR. That's right, man. He's tweeting. Late at night. That's right. Get your eight hours, man. I'm telling you. Um, it'll catch up to you. Uh, I don't know, man. I got no. Uh, Luke Wilson. Barco. Dang. Right? I am just so good at this. It's game. almost like you interview uh, football players and play their interviews on like a TV show for a living or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, I don't it use Jared like Wilson it. a lot, but. Oh, that's a. That's a. That's a, that's a sting to him, but okay. I mean, I just don't. Yeah. But, um, but now I'm starting to recognize his voice because he talks quite a bit. Yeah. Hey, well, wait, Elfie, uh, brings something interesting in the conversation real quick before we get to the wall that says it all. Uh, Elfie wants to see Joe Brady and Wade Phillips. Yeah. That, now, you know how I feel about Wade Phillips. Yeah, you like Wade Phillips. 2019, he got let go, and I wanted the Jaguars to go after him because why, Brent? Those two magic numbers, three, four. Wade Phillips was with, um, Houston. No, but was with McVay okay. when he first went over, right? I believe so, yes. See, so 2017, look, I think he was in L.A.? Yeah, so my memory. I th- I'm pretty sure. And so what they did there is they got this young, hotshot guy as the head coach, yeah. a la Joe Brady, mm-hmm. but that was McVay, and they pair him up with a guy who's been through the battles and, yeah. you know, and a guy that can – if you surround yourself with some veteran experience, even if you're a young – you know, coaching prospect. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you got to have experience in the room. I mean, you can't just sit there and roll out thirty-something-year-old guys left and right. I mean, so you're well, going to surround yourself. Wade Phillips would be a guy. Listen, Wade Phillips seems like a fun guy. Oh, he's I'm, awesome. I'm okay man. with he's, Wade Phillips again. Yeah. The three, four. We're gonna take. We gotta go get to the wall that says, "Oh, we're gonna run out of time." Yeah, we do. So we can kind of mix this into this conversation because, again, you. The, the bottom line with the Jags is they have a lot of three, four guys. And, and so one of the things we have today is like, what do you want to see this offense run? What do you want to see this defense run? Yeah. Well, I, I, we had Josh Allen on on Tuesday, man, and you can almost hear it in his voice. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it's like, hey, three, four wouldn't be bad. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, that's what it felt oh, like he was, he was saying. No, I mean, he was literally he was saying it without saying it. Yes. He said he wanted to play a three, four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because of the comfortability, a guy like him, a guy like Chase on, you know, others and. We're still surprised that we didn't see. Now, they'll tell you there's more hybrid looks of it, and you see it here or there. And we saw Chase on standing up a little bit last week. 
but the bottom line is we thought this would be a pivot to a 3-4. And you can sit there and say Al Woods, Gunther, some others, maybe they had an impact on it. This is a, we talk communication. Where did things go wrong this year? You had the GM, you had the head coach talking 3-4 until the defensive coordinator came around in August said, no, no, no. We're, as long as I'm here, we're 4-3, yeah. we're 4-3, we're 4-3. Yep. And it almost felt out of sync from the get-go with the Jags. But take us to the wall that well, says well, that. And listen, one more thing. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, but the day the Jacksonville Jaguars selected Josh Allen was the day they should have switched to a 3-4 defense. The prosecution rests. I remember, oh. by the way, we were at the stadium. You asked Dave Caldwell. It's like, I didn't take a guy seventh overall to go cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, remember. No, I remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. And then after that, I, I gave an hour breakdown while you were following Josh Allen and his family taking <laughs> pictures, and I had to do the show by myself. Coos, are we ready to roll, man? Are the pictures fired up? The slides ready to slide into the uh, YouTube realm, if you will? We ready? Is yeah, it it's up? Up. Okay, Facebook, cool. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, go, the wall go, that says go. it all. What are you telling us today? Let's go, man. So, Brent, you know, I'm up about that defense. With all due respect to Joe Schober, right? you, you, you had a great play. But, I mean, there's not much to break down. You're in the right spot at the right time. You got an interception. You scored a touchdown. Yes, you're a Wisconsin guy. But, unfortunately, you're not... I mean, you're, you're, you're featured a little bit, but you're not the main feature today on the wall that says it all. The main feature today comes from a sack that was, um, I think it was a half-and-half half kind of sack, which is, you never want to see that, but it is what it is, between Lynch and your boy, or let's call him our boy. Dwan Smoot. Dwan Smoot, right? So let's get into it. First slide here. As you can see, Vikings third and nine on their 40-yard line. Um, we have a trips formation, Brent, which is the most cliched thing to say now in the NFL, right? Trips, 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 trips. And it's a tight trips. You saw the Rams implement this. Now every offense is implementing this, right? And let's be honest, when it comes to the Vikings, they have some quality receivers, right? You got Adam Thielen. You got Justin Jefferson. I see Chad Beebe out there, who's Don Beebe's son, by the way. Mm-hmm. Fun fact about Don Beebe, can go to any bar in Wisconsin and get 10 free beers when he walks through that door. Really? He's that big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's on the wall everything. Don Beebe, come here, 10 free beers. There you go. He, he's a legend in Wisconsin. He's a legend anywhere. Pickle? Anywhere. Yeah, I'm talking JDs. I'm talking the pickle. I'm talking the brat. I'm talking Grand Illusion. Wherever you want to go, Brett. But <laughs> let's, let's get him to play now, right? So we have this bunch formation. And the Patriots kind of gave the calling card of how to beat it a couple years ago in the Super Bowl. And what the Jaguars are doing right now resembles that calling card, right? Where you have guys that usually maybe, because keep in mind, it's third and nine right now. So one would think, well, you can't give up anything long. You can't give up anything over 10 yards. So let's move the cornerbacks back a little bit. Let's give them some space. Maybe let's play a little zone coverage. That's not the case here. Brett, the case here is we have one. Two, three, four, five, six guys on the line. And then behind them, and I'm saying right behind them, you have two more gentlemen. So essentially you have eight guys in the box right now. One would think, are you trying to stop the run with Dalvin Cook? No, you are not because it is third and nine. This is an exotic blitz look right here we're seeing, right? And if you look at this blitz package right now, I don't know who's coming. And I don't know who's going. Why? Because we got Lynch standing up. Uh, Smoot's getting ready to get in a stance, but he's standing up right now. Schobert's on the line. You have chaos. You have created chaos. And when you create chaos, you create confusion for your opponent. And right now, we are going to see what happens when you take it upon yourself to add a wrinkle, to do something new, to send more than four defensive guys, and to cause chaos. Coos, let's get to that slide number two. By the way, if you were preparing for the Jags over the years, you would not think this would probably happen across no. the other side of the ball, right? I'd never. 
I've never been. No, no, no like I'm you're saying. Off, if you're Kirk no, Cousins, you're experienced, I'm, you're listen, looking at tape. This is why we're breaking it down right yeah. now, because it, it's, it's that big a I deal. I just want to punch that home. Yeah, I appreciate Instead that, Instead of punch man. you. <laughs> well, please don't do that. All right, slide number two. Brent, what is Joe Schobert doing right now? Joe Schobert, where are you, Joe? Um, Joe is looking like he's kind of working a game. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could say that, but he's actually dropping back into coverage. I oh, mean, okay. it's kind of okay. hard to tell from the slide. And this is why we got to go back fair downstairs, enough. Brent. You know what I'm saying? This is why we got to go back. Unfortunately, with COVID restrictions, we got to break it down yeah, here. that's fair enough. But Joe Schobert so right now is dropping back into coverage, right? So essentially right now what we can see is, well, they're sending four. They're sending four from somewhere. Um, we can't quite see the whole picture, but they're going to send four, right? Smoot's working a game. We got Lynch working a game right now. Once again, that press coverage, keep that in mind. Because keep in mind with the bunch formation, and I can't stress this enough. Anytime you have a tight bunch formation, this is what got L.A. in trouble, and this is why L.A. has gone to 12 personnel, more than 11 personnel. You beat the tight bunch with press coverage. Because in practice, I guarantee Kirk Cousins was running these plays on air, and they're all about timing, right? Here you go, Chad Beebe. I was a big fan of your dad growing up. Have a ball. <laughs> Here you go, Justin Jefferson. Go ahead and do that weird dance that you do in the end zone. Here you go, Adam Thielen. It's all about timing. But when you bring the press coverage into it, you disrupt that timing. You disrupt that flow. And now all of a sudden, Kirk Cousins is panicking. And obviously, this offensive line's about to panic because they don't know who's blitzing and who's dropping back into coverage. So in the bunch formation, press it. Yeah. So right now, we have Schober dropping back into coverage. Everybody else is going to run some kind of game. And let's see what happens at the end in slide numero trace. Sorry, I got to get the I gotta get the slide here for myself. Boom. Oh, hang on. If you're following along the wall that says, oh, you can always, if you listen to the car on the stream or uh, anywhere else, just audio, you can check this out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and even Twitch. But uh, we're seeing some images of this play. And it's sack time. What's this? Saxonville returns. Wait a second. Who's number 47? That's Joe Schobert. He's back in the back. Wait a second. I told you he was running the game. And the Oscar for best performance goes to... Joe Schobert. Here's what happened to this play. The pickle. <laughs> For him, it's probably more like uh, State Street and Madtown. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. Maybe go to Mifflin a little bit, Joe Schobert. Big Wisconsin guy. Mifflin, Brent. Google it one time. Fun stuff in Mifflin. Fun stuff happened at Mifflin. That's the place to be if you're a college guy and you're into drinking beer. Anyways, I digress. Joe Schobert, back in the mix. And why is he back in the mix? Because he faked that he was dropping into coverage, right? If you actually watch this play in real time, he takes three steps back, like he's dropping back in some kind of zone coverage, and then he blitzes. So now, let's see what we got right here. We got one, two, three, four, five. Five guys in this screen alone. Now, keep in mind. This is five guys. There's other guys around them we can't see. But there's five guys right now going after Kirk Cousins. Chase on wants that sack. Joe Schober's like, I had a touchdown. Give me that sack as well. I, I, I got to make my, I got to state my case to be the captain here of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Smoot's coming. Lynch is coming. Who's this big dog right here? I don't know who that guy is. But they sent him off the street? Who knows? <laughs> I think he's number 92, right? That's my number. I said, I said, no, who you are. Austin I said, that could be me out there. The, but, but the whole point no, that I wonder I'm, why you picked this clip. Listen, but the whole point that I'm trying to make, though, right, is that everybody is feasting right now. Everybody has an opportunity to sack Kirk Cousins. That's how great this pressure worked, right? You see an offensive line right now. There's one guy on the ground playing patty cake, touching nobody. There's another guy on his just got bulldozed, I think, by Joe Schobert. 
it's not a good look for the Minnesota well, Vikings offensive like line. Twister up there. Exactly. And, and here's why. Yeah, I made mean, some kind of like yin yoga. I don't know what's going on over there with the, with the Vikings offensive line. But at the end of the day, this was all set up because they tried something new. Yeah. They, they, they had press coverage and they had guys standing up and you didn't know where the blitz was coming from. And like, like I said before, you count one, two, three, four, five. Listen, if you go straight offensive line, they can, they, they can block up five guys. If five guys were to pass rush just in their own lanes, you, you can block that up. Now you might have some problems, but you can block that up. But here we have twists, here we have stunts, and here we have an exotic formation that gave the offensive line fits before the ball was even snapped. This is what I want to see more of. And this is why I'm such a big, big advocate for the 3-4 defense. Because the 3-4 defense is all predicated off this type of behavior right here. It's predicated off of chaos. What linebacker is going to drop? What linebacker is going to rush? Those are the questions that you have to ask yourself if you're a quarterback going against it or offensive line because you have to set the pressure to a certain side. Anytime you're confused, sometimes it's hard to decide, well, I guess we'll set the pressure to the left side, but then there's a kind of a doubt in your mind where it's going to be like, well, is it going to come from the right side? When you just rush four guys straight up and it's four guys who are still learning how to get after the quarterback a little bit, that's a detriment, right? And that makes it easy on the offensive line. And if I'm a defensive coordinator, the last thing I want to do is make it easy for anybody out there on the offensive side of the ball. And this is a classic example right here of where confusion, um, originality, outside-the-box thinking got the job done. Just don't understand what took so long to get us to this point because it seems like it's working. Now, maybe some of the reasons it's working because nobody's expecting it because they're used to seeing the same thing. Yeah. But uh, it, it seems like they won that play with the ski. Yeah. You know, and with a call. And, and you're not going to do that every time. I understand that. But uh, more of it, well, it's happening. And, and they're playing better. I mean, they're still not playing lights out. But that's more personnel probably mm-hmm. uh, than it is scheme. The fact they only have so many good players on that side of the football. Uh, very interesting. Good uh, good description there. Loved it. I'm Thanks still so. debating whether the wall that says it all on my bowl cut or <laughs> that play was better. Uh, but when we come back, <laughs> who, who was more shook, your sister or the Vikings offensive line? Her cousins or vote, my sister? Vote, vote now. <laughs> quick poll. Yeah, uh, yeah. When we come back, just a real quick thought to end the show. Who do you want to model what the Jags do, whether it's 3-4 or what they try to do offensively after in the NFL? And listen, I know everybody says Kansas City, but you don't have Patrick Mahomes and five offensive players, okay? Good point. So from a schematical standpoint, like, which way would you go? Was, was, that, was that real? What? Schematical? Is that a real word? I can't. It's, okay, I like that. More big words like that <laughs> to end the show on ESPN 690 coming up. Check out the big brain on Brent. Blueberries. And blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> Should start a thing called Battle of the Bowl Cut. You gotta send in your best bowl cut. <laughs> oh man. Haircut. Yeah. I like it. And make sure you check out ESPN690.com for the newest thing we have going, the Dream 18 card, uh, which ties in our Dream 18 charities uh, along with our Dream 18 initiative, but really benefits you <laughs> a lot discounted golf in the area free stuff from local businesses uh, we appreciate everybody who is participating and um, check it out espn690.com uh, for a link to uh, go get that and 
It's a great stocking stuffer. So uh, we just introduced that today, so we're excited about it. And um, check it out on ESPN690.com. We have Jaguars All Access coming up tonight. Josh Allen will uh, join us on the show 7 o'clock on Fox 30. Also, Live Local Loud is on the way immediately following us. Uh, hey, how about Florida State? You heard him last night on ESPN 6. That was a heck of a game. Yeah. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes hasn't played unbelievable, but um, that was a heck of a moment. Welcome to Tallahassee moment last night in hoops for Scotty Barnes. So we'll see uh, Florida State in Florida. We'll play Saturday morning at, I think it's 11 o'clock in the morning, right here on ESPN 690 as well. Before we went to break, I asked, who would you like to model mm-hmm. the Jaguars going forward after, from an offense and defensive standpoint? Yes. You really want to go to the 3-4. I mean, So who on. would that model be? Would it be Wade Phillips when he was in Houston? Would it be the Rams? I mean, what would it be today? So, yeah, so what I see right now, because keep in mind, we're, you're essentially starting from scratch here. Yeah. If I was to model it after any team, and it might be ambitious for my part, but I want to model it after the Pittsburgh Steelers hmm. because they didn't really hit their groove in terms of you know playing fantastic defensive football until Bud Dupree and J.J. Watt were a thing, right? Like Cam Hayward was there for a while, yes, and then they had some you know that they had good pieces, they had good linebackers, but to me, what put them over the top was T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree. Once you had the two outside linebackers shored up. You took care of everything else. Now, their secondary for a while struggled a little bit, but then what happened? You go trade for Minka Fitzpatrick. Then he had something in the secondary end of it. You go after Hayden, and now you got something special. So the, the Pittsburgh Steelers on defense, please, because you have two edge rushers already, I think at least. Well, you do. And, and listen, by the way, Bud Dupree, I know he's now got an ACL, so mm-hmm. that maybe that changes, but he would was going to be a free agent, which is kind of interesting, too, if you want to steal that that Steelers defense. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think you're right. Like You say start from scratch, but really you don't because you have a pieces in place to already play this kind of defense. But you're also missing probably the most important piece, and, yeah. and, and that's that Cam Hayward and, type and interior the, guy. That's always the hard it is. one to find in this. That's why I don't think many people play it. Or True. as many people that would like to play it, mm-hmm. because that piece is hard to find. It is. No doubt about it. Okay, offensively? Offensively, go ahead and give me, and this is going to hurt to say, Brent, and go ahead and earmuff it for me if you want to. I'm going to go with, the, right right now, to model my team after, and it's not going to be the Chiefs, obviously. It's not going to be the Packers, because we don't have the quarterback right now. I'm going to model after the Tennessee Titans, because right now they are third in the NFL of points per game. I think they're fifth right now in yards per game. Yes, it revolves around Derrick Henry, and they ask Ryan Tannehill to do enough with A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and kind of an emerging tight end. I like what I see from Tennessee. If I could modelize the team after any team, realistically, the Tennessee Titans. Do you think the Bills and Titans are offensively alike at all or not enough because of the lack of running game in Buffalo? I think the lack of the run. I mean, but that's made up for Josh Allen, too, as well. I mean, he, he contributes to that. But that is kind of the difference because I think the Tennessee Titans are still a run first team, pass second. I can't say the same right now for the Buffalo Bills with Stephon Diggs and everybody. Hey, tomorrow, Kuz, I want you to bring up how we get to Hawaii for 30 days. I really want to dive into that. I don't know the details. So can we talk about Des Bryant too? You know, I mean, maybe it's kind of old news now, but it is. Yeah, but it could impact the weekend's game. So it's it's a topical thing. Okay, tomorrow. Good luck on Prize Picks tonight. Enjoy the game, everybody, on Fox 30 Live Local Loud next on ESPN 690.